Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. Welcome to You're Invited In, our little mini-sode series. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to take your requests for things to discuss, Vampire Diaries related and adjacent. And we do take requests. You can message us on Instagram, but you can leave a voice message on Anchor, and we may just talk about your request in a mini-sode. This week, we have a nice, fun, light topic. We're going to talk about Matthew Davis, Matt Davis. And we're calling this the Matthew Davis's over party. Because Matthew Davis, for those who don't know, has some problematic allegations against him. This is the kind of thing that I normally would bring up in the main episode. But let me tell you why I haven't brought it up until now. A, selfishly, I love the character of Alaric. So I didn't want to poison the waters of Stephanie liking Alaric too soon. Secondly, there hasn't really been a good point to bring it up so far. When he died, I didn't really want to say it, although I guess I could have. But I think it implies that he would have been on the show longer than he was if there's this much about him. And when he came back, I didn't really want to bring it up either because it's not like, oh, welcome back, BTW. Here's some bad news. Well, that's not really a good time to put this in because it's not like something you want to just like have a two minute like joke about and then be like, ha anyway. Yeah. And also it is sort of ongoing because the actor of Matt Davis is on the poster for legacies. Yeah. So, you know, that he is at least somewhat involved with legacies. Some of this has some ties to later storylines. Mm-hmm. I'll say, or like later characters, but I'm going to keep as much of that part vague as possible. Audience, you know what I'm talking about? I have a guess of what you're talking about. What is it? I know there's like younger girls on Legacies and that's an issue. That is an issue. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. You don't know. I'm talking about, there's one storyline that I think it might make sense to bring this up for, but we'll bring it up now in a mini so to talk about it. Mm-hmm. There are two main controversies and they have various things about them. So we're going to start with the one that I don't want to say is less bad, but is less shocking, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a Republican, Trump supporter, COVID denier. And I was vaguely aware of this because I know Paul Wesley doesn't like him and that Matt Davis has blocked Paul Wesley on Instagram. I was aware of that. Yes. So the first part of this, he is all of these things, a Republican, a Trump supporter, a COVID denier. If you're a Trump supporter, don't listen to this fucking podcast. You're not welcome here. I mean, we've said ACAB jokes enough. If you're a Trump supporter that's made it this far and we have to say it, we're not with you. Yeah. We're not supporting you. Go find something else. I'm not a everyone can have their opinion type bitch. Some opinions are wrong. Yeah. Some of y'all are stupid. Matt Davis calls himself an independent political realist. Uh, That means I hate black people. That means I'm racist. (laughs) It means I'm racist and I actually think all you poor bitches deserve it. That means I am a Republican, but I know that I can't say that if I want to be accepted by liberal Hollywood. I remember when I first saw him, because obviously I know him as being Warner and Legally Blonde. Obviously we don't fuck with Warner. And then I liked Lurk, so I was surprised that he could do both. And it's like, oh man, we were right the first time. This is also what he has said about his political beliefs. This is a direct quote. So this is no alleged, this is no speculation. He says, quote, for the record, I'm a social libertarian. 
which means I don't give a fuck about what you do in your private time. So as long as you don't hurt others, it's your life. I'm also a free market fiscal conservative who wants more restrained spending from our government. What I am not is a racist, bigot, xenophobic, transphobic, homophobic, white supremacist pedophile. All vile names I've been called by those on the tolerant left. Anyone who knows me knows these slanderous and despicable accusations are flagrantly untrue. Wait till you hear the xenophobic thing. I'm sorry. Anyone who has to list that all out, you are at least a smattering of those. If you're saying the tolerant left, you're probably racist at the minimum. And I should say he capitalized tolerant and left. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. He also has said, and again, so this is not alleged. He does support Donald Trump. And this is why he said this himself. He said, quote, I support this admin as a repudiation of the malignant left's embrace of Marxist ideology, which currently manifests as mob cancel culture. Man, he he loved that thesaurus when he was writing this, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was digging in there. So you get the kind of like idea of the kind of guy he is from that. So there's a couple specific feuds that have made news in relation to this allegation against him and it's not really an allegation because he has these things he's admitted to it yeah so he had a twitter feud with paul wesley it happened the night of the vice presidential debate in the second trump election okay so 2020 election mind you this is after vampire diaries has ended but while legacies is on the air Mm -hmm. matthew davis got on twitter and said it would be nice if the moderator would stop interrupting pence and let him finish his point I mean, one of those candidates was getting interrupted. I wouldn't have said it was Pence. And Paul Wesley responded, it would also be nice if Pence answered the question he was originally asked rather than deflecting. (laughs) And then Matt quote tweeted and said, Paul likes to vote for criminals and losers, just like he did in 2016. Your opinion on the matter carries little weight as far as I'm concerned. Next. Okay. Clearly a locker up Republican. Yes. And then Paul Wesley said, you're mistaken. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016 to say Trump is the criminal. Solid. Classic. But then Paul Wesley did try to lighten the mood and say, like, guys, Alaric drank some vervain. He's losing. <laughs> Classic. He's, he's being funny. Then Matthew Davis deleted his tweets. And then Matthew did apologize. So the debate happened on October 7th. He apologized on October 8th. So the next day. He tweeted, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Guess I made y'all a little bit mad there. (laughs) And then he meant to say my apologies, but he said my apologize for (laughs) getting snappy last night. It's been so combative around here these days. I find it's making me edgy. So I'm very sorry if I upset anyone by being an a-hole last night. And so that apology is really just like, sorry, I was snappy, but it's not really apologizing for any of the beliefs so you guys reacted to me being mean so then you know he clarified because i'm sure people were responding like do you want to apologize for being a trump supporter yeah like so are you a trump supporter or what so on october 9th he tweeted good morning this is my twitter page if you don't like what i tweet you're welcome to leave and you don't have to announce your exit (laughs) okay what are you a fucking tumblr blogger from 2013 literally now we get to the xenophobia oh good he had a header on twitter that said boycott China alongside a cartoon drawing of COVID-19 particles. And then he had another Twitter header that had the Grim Reaper with a Chinese flag 
as he knocked on a door that said world. It makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's, it's, it's a bit of a thinker. So that is clearly like leaning into Trump's comments calling COVID the China virus. So about as xenophobic as you can get. I mean, pretty like straight up xenophobic. I would bet you money that he's like, it's not xenophobic if it's about China. Well, he said, you know, people were like, hey, those images are actually like offensive. And he tweeted in response. So he again, he's saying all this. He's not this is not like implied. Yeah. He said he was holding China accountable for the worst pandemic in over 100 years. Yeah, because that's your fucking job. <laughs> Whatever. So he feuded with another cast member. I can't say who, but it is a cast member from Legacies. Okay. Those of you who want to know who it is, you can Google it if you don't already know. She tweeted, hi, my mom is white and my dad is Asian. My mom, we now assume, got COVID-19 earlier this year. Thankfully, she fully recovered and my dad has been completely healthy. Unlike some humans, this virus is not racist. Please be kind and don't assume this is a Chinese virus. And then she followed it up with another tweet saying, I have to ask the people who do call it the Chinese virus, do you also refer to the bubonic plague as the Chinese bacteria? This language provokes xenophobia. And there are rumors that this actress who tweeted this, I will say this, she ends up leaving Legacies before the end of Legacies. Okay. And there are rumors that Matt Davis is the reason. Interesting. But I don't have any proof of that. Mm -hmm. If the xenophobia and the Trump supporting wasn't enough for you, he also made an anti-Semitic comment. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't expect any less. I mean, he's he's got to keep that quota up, doesn't he? He sure does. So Kat Graham is black and Jewish. Mm -hmm. All fans have always been upset over the treatment of Bonnie on the Vampire Diaries. Mm -hmm. We can talk more about this at length, maybe in another minisode once we've gotten to the end of the show, particularly because I think we want to talk about all of that. But that's a common thread in this fandom. And you're seeing it particularly in season six where Julie Fleck has essentially put Kat Graham in exile. On top of like, the hair and makeup people to her, like... Yes, they wouldn't let her wear her hair natural. I mean, there's a lot to unpack that we haven't discussed in full. Yeah. But suffice it to say, Black fans in particular are upset about the treatment of Bonnie on the show. Yeah. Because it's racist. Kat Graham has commented on it, saying that, you know, she's upset about it. She's been, you know, very gracious, considering how rude they were to her. But he said, are Jewish people upset about Bonnie's treatment, too? Like, A, downplaying her experience as a woman of color, but then also being like, she's Jewish too. <laughs> that wasn't stereotypical enough. Well, and it's like, but a lot of that mistreatment is directly tied to her blackness. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think probably a lot of people are upset. Anyway, so that's the first half of the controversies. And I did say at the beginning, like, that was the less bad one. But when you go through it, man, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, because it's also like, I don't know. It, I know this isn't like better or worse, but sometimes it's like, you're an actor, you know you shouldn't be tweeting this, right? Like, I'm sure there are plenty of Trumpers who have done a better job hiding it. Well, that's the thing is, not only are you an actor, you are an actor on The Vampire Diaries. Mm -hmm. Fans of The Vampire Diaries are often, like, young women. Also, you were in Legally Blonde. You've got a lot of gay fans. Well, maybe you don't, but... The things you're in... I mean, A, you shouldn't believe these things, for one. But... I don't think everyone needs to be active on Twitter. I guess I'll just say that. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things, too, that, like, not to bring up a whole nother can of worms, but the one time they had, like, a homophobic girl on America's Next Top Model, and they're like, girl, be serious. Like, you're going to see so many gay people in the fashion industry. It's just not really worth your time to feel this way. 
And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, how have you lasted in show business that long, like holding these beliefs? Yeah. Which does reflect a little bit poorly on Julie Pleck, which is another thing that we're not unpacking in full, but that's just something that has been brought up. I'm sure it's been brought up, particularly with him coming back, because I can't imagine there were no signs of this before 2020. Willfully ignoring that, I think, is something that's happening. Well, and bringing him back and bringing him on to legacies is particularly troubling when we go to controversy number two, Mm -hmm. which is inappropriate conduct with female cast members. So most of this information is from Reddit, but a lot of this comes with direct quotes from recorded videos, from recorded interviews. So it's not very alleged. It's pretty set in stone. So generally, there's a pretty popular clip you might have seen that he puts his arm around like Nina Dobrev at a Comic-Con event. Yeah. And it was clear she was uncomfortable. Paul Wesley was like, hey, back off. Matt Davis defenders on Reddit. I don't know what they're doing. They're there. They're like, no, that video was edited. And I was like, no, it fucking wasn't. They're like, you know, Nina made a kissy face at him. So she was playing along with it. Yeah, she was on a Comic-Con panel. Yeah, she's she's not going to like rock the boat in front of a whole panel when it's her job that she's paid to do. Yeah. So the first problem is that he's gone in interviews where he suggests like that his character had sexual tension with the minor female characters on the show. At one point, he said that he, this is I. This is so funny. He told this to TV Guide, mind you. So he said this to a publication. He suggested that Alaric and Elena shared sexual tension. Here's a quote. There's a lot of sexual tension between Alaric and Elena. You can't deny it. I'm surprised he hasn't snuck into her bed already. It, what? I know. Like, look, we're Ezria shippers over here from Pretty Little Liars. Never once did I look at an Alaric and Elena scene and think there was sexual tension. Yeah. It never seemed like they were ever heading in that direction. Yeah, I never got that vibe at all. Like, it has always very much been, like, a father figure situation. Like, what, did he think there was sexual tension between John Gilbert and Elena, too? And the whole sneaking in her bed is so creepy. Plus, you know, Alaric was married to her literal mother. Yeah. So that disgusted people, for one. And then in another interview, maybe the same interview, he stunned his colleagues when he suggested that Alaric and Elena should have a threesome with Bonnie. Oh, interesting. But he didn't just suggest that. This is truly, I didn't know about this, my jaw dropped. I don't know if this is officially confirmed, but okay. Best case scenario, he read this. Worst case scenario, he wrote a fanfic. about Alaric and Elena living together under a fake name. So best case scenario, he read an explicit Alaric Elena fanfic. Worst case scenario, he wrote an explicit Alaric and Elena fanfic. That is your job. (laughs) You're writing a fanfic about your job. It's weird enough to read any fanfic about a show you're on or like to read it out of curiosity just to see what the fans are saying. But specifically about like that is weird. A A couple who's not kissing. Like- even if, like, Joseph Morgan read a Claireline fanfic, that's weird. Yeah. And if he wrote one, it's super weird. But, like, Joseph Morgan's like, oh, yeah, I know they ship Plaza and Caroline. But at least people are shipping that. I'm sure Joseph Morgan has come across, like, the knowledge that fanfics are out there. But I'm sure he's like, why would I fucking read that? That's weird. And Matthew Davis writing it implies that he went looking for one and couldn't find it. <laughs> Which should be all you need to know. It's also said that he wrote an explicit Alaric Elena fanfic and then showed it. To Nina Dobrev. That's worse. 
it's been alleged that he constantly tried to get the writers to make a relationship between Alaric and Elena. That's not confirmed. But with his comments in public, you would imagine he would go to the writers in private. I feel like he, at the very least, made some jokes to the writers that weren't really jokes. Mm -hmm. It's also said that in that fanfic, there was a Bonnie, Alaric, Elena threesome. It's weird. That's weird, weird, weird. It's just weird. It just... Of the threesomes you could put together on the show, that is probably the last one I would pick, just realism-wise. It makes the least sense. But also, it's just like, can you imagine going to work and then going home from work and writing a fanfic about you and your coworkers? Especially women who are a lot younger than you. Well, and imagine you go to work and your coworker who's older than you, who plays your father figure, is like, look at this fanfic I, even if he read it. Like, if he had said, ha ha, I heard about this fanfic, that's one thing that's kind of weird, but, like, it's funny if you're friends. But to have it printed out, I'm assuming, or even show her, it's like, I don't want to read that. I don't want to read fanfic about my job. Yeah. I come here for a paycheck. And then he also, he liked a tweet shipping him with a character on Legacies who he is even more of a father figure to. Yeah. And that actress, when she joined legacies was 17 so even weirder i think i figured out why they call you pedophile buddy yes and here's that other thing about twitter when are people gonna learn that likes are public yes so many people have been caught with it just stop liking that shit screenshot it and save it for later if you like it so damn much if you are even a low-level celebrity you should not be running your own personal social media for the public you should have a public social media page that your team runs and you can have your own personal twitter that is locked down under a fake name Then you can say whatever the fuck you want about Trump. And then there's a list of things here that I have no elaboration on, but this is just things I found. He made a racist comment defending Julie Pleck when the whole Cat Graham, Julie Pleck drama was happening, which is essentially Cat Graham saying, like, you treated Bonnie badly and Julie Pleck being like, what? And him being like, yeah, I'm going to side with the woman who keeps hiring me, even though I suck. (laughs) Which, yeah. And then this is just one sentence. So I don't know any more details on this. He threatened to shoot a minor on Twitter. I couldn't find anything else about that. There's no world in which that's appropriate. I wouldn't threaten to shoot anyone on Twitter. But if I was going to pick someone, I would make sure they were 18. Yeah. (laughs) And then the last thing that kind of just seals all this in is that when Legacies got canceled, one of the writers of the show liked a tweet that said, at least Matt Davis is out of a job. (laughs) I'm sure the writers were sick of him. Yeah. So that's... The Matt Davis controversy, it really boils down to really about every problematic thing you can think of. Racism, xenophobia, inappropriate relationships with women. It's just like, wow, you really, you did it all. And he's on these shows. And you made it all known, too. Because a lot of this is confirmed, which is in a lot of cases like this, like there's rumors and we kind of all expect a certain amount of it to be true. But this one, this is a huge portion to be confirmed. You have quotes in print where is your publicist he might not be famous enough to have a publicist i think he thinks he's too smart to have a publicist he's like no i don't want anyone like controlling what i say i don't want to be censored i want to talk about a threesome with two underage girls it is just plain silliness you know it's it's a teen drama everyone on the show has to be hot no matter which age group they fall into but you never saw like one of the dads on Pretty Little Liars talking about this. Well, it does seem like he's a little bit unclear because teen dramas always have like the kid contingent, the adult contingent. Mm -hmm. Matt Davis seems to think 
that he's in the kid contingent. Yeah. He's not. Notice they only ever give you age-appropriate girlfriends. Oh, I bet he was mad when they introduced Joe. He's like, who's this old woman? And I know that, you know, his character is like best friends with Damon, who's like kind of in the kid contingent. Yeah. But like even Damon, you would put him more in the adult contingent. He hangs out more with like Liz Forbes. Yeah. Carol Lockwood. Like he has kind of that adult connection, which like I can ignore that because he's closer in age to Elena. He like had to be the non-high school brother, whatever. But like Alaric is squarely one of the adults. Again, because he was married to Elena's mother. And also because he's significantly older than them. It is just that simple. Matt Davis, I know you think that you're so young and like you're so young at heart. You are an old man at the end of the day. That's the Matt Davis is over party. If you guys have any other things that we didn't talk about with that, let us know. Give us the gossip. But that, I feel like, covers most of the big things. And as always, if you... Like these minisodes, let us know. If you don't like these minisodes, keep it to yourself. <laughs> if you have a subject you want us to talk about on these minisodes, let us know. But otherwise, join us for the main episodes every week. Recommend this podcast to your friends. And give us five stars to interview on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And cyberbully Matt Davis, if you're feeling it. I know I am. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. That's all for this minisode. Until next time, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.